0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Oleander is the star and sole creator of her own provocative sex-positive YouTube channel. She's also an unwilling student at the Christian Abstinence Program, led by poised and charismatic Elisa. When Elisa demands that Oleander issue an on-camera apology for mocking her abstinence program online, a fierce battle of wills ensues. And that is the backstory behind this terrific short-form narrative film called Oleander, and we're joined today by the director and writer of that, and that would be Kate Hackett. Kate, welcome to Film School Radio.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Making a short film, a short narrative film, uh, is a real art. It's something that really takes a lot of discipline, a lot of being able to focus and distill down what you're trying to accomplish in your film in a very compressed way, in a way that you are able to convey all of that information. Is that is that accurate? Is that Do you think that's a fair statement to say about the art of making a short film?
1: Yes, I think making and writing... Well, as a writer, I've written features, and I think writing shorts is actually much harder because you want to have uh, the film to have rich characters and themes, but you have such a short period of time to do that. I think as a director as well, you want the audience, in this case, in a character-based drama, which so many short films are, you want the audience to get to know and love your characters and feel like you empathize with them. And you have so little time to grab that empathy. And I started watching, you know, great short films before I made this film, you know, like Lynn Ramsey's short films. And and it's so often that there's something that draws you into the point of view, into your ability to empathize with the character or be inside their point of view so quickly in the film so that then you're ready for the rest of the film.
0: I haven't seen uh, her films, her short films, but... Uh, and you do this here in, in Oleander, and that is oftentimes it's a visual cue. It's a visual, it's sort of a, even a non-speaking part. It doesn't have, it's just something that you see that starts you to, to understand that character quickly and to understand sort of where they're coming from. So we with Oleander, we have someone who's young and she's engaged when, in some sort of amorous behavior in the back of a of a truck, pickup truck, which sets us into that you know the idea this is a woman who is seventeen young woman who's seventeen years old we find out who is in she she has her own agency, sexual agency in terms of what what she feels she's empowered to do. Um, but is that visual sort of representation of characters is is that part of what you were what you were looking for in this film?
1: yes i I think so. I think you know, and it's interesting i in in this short i I combine frequently, you get a visual first, and then you get sort of a voiceover, which a lot of filmmakers, I think, are, there's like the anti-voiceover and the pro-voiceover camps. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you know, I I love voiceover when it's used right. And I think in this case, I, I also wanted to set up the idea that this young woman would be having uh, an intellectual battle with this organization. She ends up having a battle of words with them. So I wanted to set up her having this very strong verbal presence because also she's a YouTuber, so that later in the film when she uh, loses her ability to use her words in the way that she would like, you know, hopefully that would feel poignant as well. So yes, I wanted to set up the characters with a strong visual and then actually really introduce them verbally, introduce who they are verbally. And I think that's a technique that sometimes you're told not to do, right? Like you're told to show instead of tell. But I think in this case, when it's about people presenting their ideas, their verbal ideas, that telling was really important to me as well
0: one of the interesting things about the film by the way um, Oleander is played by emily robinson who's establishing herself as a as an actress of note and then we have alicia who runs the christian abstinence program that's perry gilpin and we all know her from frasier that was probably the thing that people would most know her for and then in the course of the storytelling there's a video producer video videographer who comes in to document the program and as well as there's another element to the story, which I will leave you, you leave it to you to talk about because I don't want to give anything away. The film is about a little, a, a tad under 14 minutes long, but I think you get a lot of arc to these stories that, that are in the film. You get uh Oleanders, you get uh, Alyssa's, in some way you get her vested interest. And then you also get the vested interest of Kim, the videographer. So there's a there's there's that and then one last thing I I feel like I'm rambling on here but I like the fact that you use video within the context of the film and the two two of the three protagonists in the film are videographers. Oleander is with her YouTube channel and Kim is documenting the program, the, the abstinence program. So I like the sort of the way that the the visual is super important, as we were talking about. But it's actually the medium within, the motif within the film. And you want to comment on on my rambling there?
1: I yeah. So I um it it was really important. Well, I think first of all, in the film, I wanted to talk about um, sort of what are the agencies that may have some involvement in taking away our agency or our voice as humans. But I wanted to look at that very empathetically because I didn't want to criticize, like fully criticize religion or the media. I wanted to look at them and say like, how can our agency get taken away within these structures if we're not careful? And so, you know, for me, that comes from something personal. I I grew up going to Catholic school and having abstinence education, so I have, that background but I also work in the media and I was really interested in like the accountability of our institutions to grant individual freedom um so I think that's something I was really interested in and why there's such that media presence because I didn't want to let like any institution off the hook and I wanted to talk about how we see and document people you know I think in this film I'm very interested in the the documenter-subject relationship um, and the ethics and morality of that because I firmly do think there are a great deal of ethics with how you need to treat a subject. And I think I made a film where the ethics get broken. That's why I wanted to show these scenes where, where I wanted to be very aware of the sort of eye of the camera in the film because as you said, we have two actors operating camera. We also ended up Emily Robinson and Jennifer LaFleur were actually we just took the footage from their cell phones and cameras that they created. We didn't have a director of photography like recreate it. You know I wasn't sure if that was going to work mostly because I thought they would probably both be focused a lot on acting and not a lot on camera operating but it actually turned out their footage was really wonderful. It had the point of view of their character more than I could have ever sort of like faked myself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, again, what, what you're describing, what I was trying to get to, and thank you for your answer on, on, on my uh, rambling question. And that is, there's a lot of things going on in the film. There's a lot of, there are a lot of issues. There are a lot of uh, things to consider, sort of questions being asked, being able to do that. And like I said, in under 14 minutes with character development and being able to make sure that, you know, everybody hits their mark and and all of those things is is quite, uh, it's quite a feat. And I, I, my hat's off to you and you're, you have a background in editing and how did that serve you in terms of sort of your thought process as, as a director are you thinking I'm I'm directing now, and that's what I where I am in my head is my space is, but are you also thinking as an editor as you're shooting? How do, how does that play out for you?
1: Yeah, I think when editors become directors, they can be faster, more economical directors on set because we spend so much time. You know, when we cut narrative films, we spend so much time seeing which shots don't work. Seeing sort of like what are the connection points where shots are going to connect. So I find that I can be on set and really sort of know like, okay, I'm only going to use like this 20 seconds um, of this take will like be viable most likely. Or I I feel I can be quite surgical on set, which when you are, don't have a lot of money, (laughs) that really helps you um, get through the setups that you need to. You know, I think as well in terms of performance, I, I can have an editor's brain when I'm looking at it. So I'll be thinking like this part of the performance is great, but I want to go back and, and and get that part. So, you know, I think it really has affected, you know, I, they're directors whose style really benefits from them really being loose and, and not thinking about what's going to happen until the cutting room until later but I can't yeah. turn that part of my brain off so I feel I I just try to use it to my benefit to be economical and lean and be sort of in I I feel it does make me a good director of performance because I'm like identifying the best parts of the performance when I go and I know when I have it and yeah. I'm able to move on and not not like tire the actors out with endless takes
0: yeah well, well, congratulations on Oleander. It's been doing very well as it's been screened around the circuit, if you will. Uh, I believe it's won some awards. Uh, tell us a little bit about sort of the the journey of Oleander in the in out in the world.
1: Yes, so we opened at Holly Shorts in LA, which is an Oscar qualifying film festival, um, and then we've gone on to a variety of festivals. Some live and some virtual. So now we're kind of in our the virtual part of our tour. Um, we won Best Director Short Film at Method Fest, wow. um, which was cool since that festival focus on, focuses on actors and, and performance. We're going to be at San Jose Festival and LA Femme Film Festival coming up soon. Um, and a few more that I know about but can't talk about yet. Also, Athens International Film Festival postponed their slate to 2021, so I'll be screening in the 2021 part of their screening. So there's all of that. And then I will be um, taking my feature film script with me, which, which also won, or was a finalist for the American Zoetrope Screenplay Festival, Screenplay Contest. So I'll be taking that feature screenplay in hand and starting to shop that around and look for the right producer for the feature.
0: Well, congratulations! It sounds like it's going really well. That's fantastic. Uh, well, my my uh, my hats off to you. This is again, I love short films, and often they turn out to be some of the, my favorite films of the year. And I just they're they're so imaginative. They're so. They're just a shot of adrenaline, oftentimes, of just really good filmmaking. And I appreciate them. I really do. So congratulations to you, Kate Hackett. The film, again, is called Oleander. You can go to oleandershortfilm.com to find out more about it. And uh, terrific stuff. Congratulations. Thank you so much for being here on Film School Radio.
1: Thank you so much.